Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I discuss Monday Night Raw from last night and especially that end between Randy Orton and the returning Hall of Famer Edge. You talk about an emotional roller coaster from tears to joy to absolute hate. We'll get into Randy Orton stabbing Edge right in the back. And speaking about getting stabbed in the back, we get into Matt Camp from the bump on the WWE Network calling in and recruiting Bully Ray to join their show tomorrow during our show. You talk about stabbing somebody in the back. Man, I get into Matt Cam and Bully Ray, and we also get into who won the Women's Royal Rumble, Charlotte, and where is she going to go? What choice is she going to make for WrestleMania 36? We get into all of that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. A very good Monday Night Raw following a great Royal Rumble on Sunday. There is a lot to get into with the Busted Open Nation today. You can always follow us on Twitter at Busted Open Radio Bully. And I will say this there's a lot to break down. There's especially a lot to break down from the last 15 minutes of that show last night. But let's start square one, first step the return of Edge. How am I standing here? I, I thought I was sitting down, but uh, to, to follow up what I was saying, the return of Edge. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm Italian. I speak with my hands. At least I thought I was. Um, before you play any audio, Gabby, I'm asking Bully a question. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there was a question there. I, yeah, a lot of times I, I he he dumps it off to me without he he ends with a period, not a question mark. He ta- he takes the snap and he dumps it off. <laughs> anyway, yes, bully, we got, we got the return of, of Edge after what so we saw this. at the Royal watch Rumble. This. Go ahead, bully. Watch, watch this. Here's how a host does it, oh, Dave. God. Last night we got the return of Edge. How was it for you seeing Edge in a ring on Monday Night Raw for the first time in almost 10 years? It was amazing. And you know what it was is that it was emotional and it was heartfelt bully. It really was. It was heartfelt. Like, a lot of fans got emotional when they saw Edge, the pyro, what he was able to do in the ring. But you take it to another point when you look at him on the microphone like we did last night. It was hard not to get emotional 
when you heard the words from Edge last night. So, courtesy of WWE.com, Gabby, this is where you come in. Let's listen in to what Edge had to say last night on Monday Night Raw. And I point. How am I standing here one day removed from participating in the Royal Rumble? Nine years ago, I was medically disqualified from ever doing this again. Oh yeah, I had the same reaction. But I refuse to live in a world of what ifs. The second I ask what if, the very next second I get to work making that what if disappear. You know, and over the years, I started to feel pretty good. And I asked myself, what if? What if I came back home? So I got to work. I got a second neck surgery. And then I busted my ass. I got in the best shape of my life at 46 years old so I could step back in here. So I could step back in here and end my career on my terms. So I found myself in the Royal Rumble. I saw some familiar faces. I saw some new faces. Randy Orton. Roman Reigns. AJ Styles. Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens, Alistair Black, Matt Riddle, it, the, the list goes on and on. And boys, hopefully I see you down the road. I mean, bully, the crowd reactions to everything that Edge was saying. First of all, hard not to get emotional when you hear Edge talk. He talked about having that crowd eating out of the palm of your hands. Just a reaction from every single word coming out of his mouth. There was no filler there. That 15,000 fans that were in attendance last night were hanging on each and every word that he had to say. What was the very first sentence I started the show with today? I don't know. I don't remember after, you know, having well, Because you don't freaking commit. listen when I talk. I said it's storytelling time. Yep. And what you got yesterday was the art of storytelling with Edge on that microphone. He told us the story of his trials and tribulations, what went through his head, what he was dealing with physically, how he came back, how he asked himself, what if? And that those two words, what if, they mean so much in Edge's promo because everybody asks himself, at one time or another in their life, if not many times, what if? 
What if I would have went left instead of went right? What if I would have took that job instead of this? What if I would have dated that person instead of that? What if I would have done anything other than the other? So you can relate to that, right, Dave? Of course, everybody can. Exactly. What if? And then I get back into training and I do this and I do that, even though I got, you know, my, my neck is banged up. He takes you on an emotional roller coaster of a story. And at each and every pause, what is the crowd doing? They are reacting. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they are emotionally immersed in his story. It's not just words, 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 blah, blah, blah. Everything he's saying has meaning. And that's why it works so well. When I talk about emotional investment in the man or emotional investment in the woman, emotional investment in the human being, you can see that the crowd is completely emotionally immersed in who Adam Copeland is. Not his moves. It's everything that he's saying on the microphone. That is what a superstar is in the WWE looks like. Now, if you take a look at the past two nights, what people stand out the most to you, I'll tell you who who it is for me. Edge, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar. Because those guys over the past three nights to me told some of the best stories and were the glue that held a lot of things together. And I would throw Drew McIntyre into that because it kind of coincides with what you're saying. It's great storytelling because it's a wonderful story. And as you always say, Bully, you love reality in your wrestling, and you're getting that, obviously, with Edge from what we saw on Sunday and what we heard from him last night. And I'm glad that you said superstar because one word that he did not mention when speaking about himself was the word superstar. He mentioned wrestler. And I know that's a key word for me. I'm an old school guy. It's always pro wrestling to me, damn it. But I take it to another level when talking about this story and talking about the reality to Edge. When you mention the word superstar, it sounds larger than life. To me, you'll lose a little bit of the human connection when you say the word superstar. When he's saying himself as a wrestler, I think it's more of the connection with the audience that's watching you perform and obviously last night listening to him talk. People love Edge. This is somebody, again, that we never thought we'd see in a WWE ring again. This is somebody whose career was cut short due to injury. And then now you're getting him working his ass back to get where he is right now. And hearing that crowd and... Listening back to that audio and hearing the first reaction from the crowd, man, there's very, very few times since you and I have been doing this show together that you've heard a crowd react the way that the crowd was reacting reacting to Edge last night. And we're going to get into what happened after he cut that promo in a little bit because it coincides with the silence that you heard about three or four minutes later after you got done talking to that crowd. Bully, man, I mean, you talk about emotional connection. You talk about storytelling. You talk about reality and wrestling. It's all summed up in that two and a half minutes that Edge was talking to that crowd on Monday Night Raw last night.
Why did Edge have to leave pro wrestling nine years ago? Because of his neck, because of injury. What move did Randy Orton hit on Edge last night? The RKO. What body part is the RKO designed to injure? The neck. Keep it simple, stupid. You get it? That's it. It's all they had to do. And then everything that they did with the chair. I mean, it was... It was masterful. And what made it masterful was the pacing. Everything was slow and low. If you want to cook something to perfection, how do you cook it? You let it simmer. You take your time. You cook it slow. And I love that word you just used, Dave. Simmer. Randy let things simmer. And if you let things simmer long enough... What does it eventually come to? It bubbles up. It comes to comes a head. To, comes to a boil. And Randy simmered in every single move he made last night until it came to a boil. And you heard those boils come out in the forms of screams. What resonated with me last night was when Randy did his final act of violence, the screams from the women in the crowd, the high-pitched shrill and screams of horror and terror as if somebody was doing something to that fan personally. You haven't heard that in forever. That was so good last night. And I'm, I can, you know, yesterday I broke down the whole Brock and Drew thing, like little second by second of everything that Brock did. And we could do that today with Randy and Edge because Randy and Edge did things that were so <clears throat> perfect, so realistic. You think Edge was just laying there, right? Edge was laying there in a way that was extremely uncomfortable. His body was in a very uncomfortable position. He was laid out in a position where I almost felt that Edge knew that his neck was compromised and he couldn't move a muscle. And knowing that he couldn't move a muscle scared fans like what you're hearing catch busted open live monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 or on demand with the sirius xm app man you talk about the crowd changing on a dime you heard the chance of yes and then you got that rko and then you got the chair shot and then you got the threat of something even worse than that And again, as you said to start today's show, boy, that was storytelling at its finest. Busted Open Nation, fans listening right now, turn up the volume on your listening device, pull up a chair, open up your ears, because class is now in session. I'm about to teach you the art of the heat spot. And what happened last night was a thing of beauty. And it's about a moment in time, not necessarily the entire moment. A split second of a moment that's derived to set the heat and garner the heat. 
When you have a match, Dave, there are four very important parts of a match. The shine, the heat, the comeback, and the finish. That's been the age-old wrestling formula for years, and it works. It just depends on what you put into that formula and that recipe to make it work. And those things are the moves, and those moves are like the ingredients in the recipe. A great heat spot in wrestling is designed to destroy a moment. So if you see like a tag team match, or any match for that matter, that is being built up correctly, you'll see the baby face shine, the baby face shine, the baby face shine. And what you want to do right before the heat spot is you want to get that baby face so high in the fans' eyes that they're boiling and boiling and boiling that the fans think that that baby face has a chance of winning early on in the match. And you want to bring those fans as high as they possibly can before you rip the rug out from underneath them. They go from the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows in an instant. And that's what's called a heat spot. Now, there was no match last night between Randy Orton and Edge, but there was a massive heat spot. When Randy Orton says... What do you say we get rated RKO back together one more time? He's bringing the people as high as they possibly can. They are so there. They are in the palm of his hands. He has everybody's in the arena's attention. But more importantly, he has everybody's emotion. Bang. Takes it all away. With one RKO. Think of the biggest drop of a roller coaster you've ever seen in your life. Here, all the way at the top, boom, in an instant, all the way at the bottom. That is a perfectly done heat spot. And when you snap it away from them that quickly, if you watch the fans, the WWE did a good job of picking out certain fans in the audience and panning around. You saw people with their hands up to their face. You saw the look of horror in certain fans' eyes, disbelief, shock, all whatever you want to call it. When you can get that kind of reaction from people, you know that you have executed the perfect heat spot. Because it's that moment in time where they go, oh my God, it doesn't get any better than this. My baby face is going to win. To, oh my God, my baby face is in peril. What are we going to do now? And I say we, not he, we. Because if you have the emotional connection with that audience, they feel for you. Thus, they feel your pain. And everybody in that audience last night felt Edge's pain. Bully, I'll, I'll compare it to football. That was a game-winning drive in your quarterback throwing an interception in the end zone where you're like, oh, my God, we're going to win this game, and then it's completely taken away from you, and it ends that way. That's There's no comeback. <laughs> the game ended with your quarterback throwing an interception in the end zone, and you lost the game. I felt that way watching that segment last night. There are times when I'm watching Monday Night Raw, I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, that's going to be a good topic for tomorrow's show. I know Bully's going to react in a certain way with that. I know that's going to garner a lot of attention on the phones with the busted open nation. 
I didn't think of any of those things when I was watching that segment last night. When I was watching that segment last night, I was just a fan that was happy as hell that Edge is back. And when Randy Orton gave that RKO to Edge, it was like my quarterback throwing a game-losing inter- game interception. That's how I felt watching that segment last night. I felt just like those 15,000 people that were in the arena. I was sitting on my couch by myself just in awe and shock of what I was seeing before my eyes. And I'll even take it a step further. After what we saw at the Rumble on Sunday, I was pretty much sure that we were probably going to get a Randy Orton Edge match at WrestleMania. The story that they told on Raw last night, you throw all that stuff out the window. Throw out all the dirt sheets and the internet chatter and all the bullshit and all the static. They told such a great story at the end of that show that I and I hope everybody bought in and was just a pro wrestling fan and was as shocked and surprised as I was watching what performed in that ring between two of one of two of the best that have ever done it. One of the things that I loved that Randy Orton did last night, amongst the many things that he did that I loved last night, was his voice almost cracked when he spoke of Edge. You heard a tone. You heard a... a, a um, you almost heard him break down for a moment. You saw the emotional human side of Randy Orton because not only was he talking about somebody that he considered a friend, he's talking about a guy that held his hand through his younger years in the WWE. And Randy self-admittedly made a lot of mistakes in the WWE when he was younger. And there was one guy that always tried to help him. It was Edge. And you heard in Randy's voice the emotion, like you were the only one that I could count on when we were traveling up and down those roads. You're the only one who would pull me to the side. And why did this resonate with me especially? Because I know it's real. Fans know it's real. Nothing of what came out of those guys' mouths last night, especially Randy Orton when he was profession while he was professing his gratitude or his love for Edge, nothing about it was a lie or scripted or anything. It's 100% legit. That's why it came off the way it did. And when I hear Randy Orton almost getting emotional about it, wow, this is awesome. And then the, 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 the emotion of Randy Orton makes the crowd go, oh, like, oh my God, we never saw this side of Randy before. Holy crap, these guys must have been brave friends. When you start, start to see little sides of wrestlers that you don't get to see, you're immediately immersed because you're like, wait, this is new, this is different, this is special, this is real. As a kid, I remember watching TV and the Wild Samoans actually wished people Merry Christmas on TV. And I was like, oh my God, the Samoans spoke and they wished everybody a Merry Christmas? They must be good guys. I saw a side of them that i never seen and I was immersed. Randy Orton showed me a side and I was immersed. And that's what allowed him to rip the rug out from underneath everybody. Because first we got the love and admiration. Then we got the, him bringing people up. 
And then he brought them right back down. And here's the thing. When Randy Orton got into that ring, and I'm sure everybody felt the same way. We're like, oh, my gosh, look out. He's going to give Edge an RKO here. You know, look at look what happened during the Rumble on Sunday night. Man, I wouldn't trust Randy Orton. But then Randy Orton, like you said, started to speak. And you're right. You saw a side of Randy Orton you never saw before, and I bought in. The last thing I was thinking when he was talking to Edge is that we were going to see an RKO. And you mentioned Randy Orton. How about Edge? They showed Ed- Edge was crying. It's one thing to see a wrestler kind of, you know, you know, kind of just like shrug their forehead a little bit and rub their eyes. And you saw Edge's face red and tears coming down his cheeks. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is real. This is raw emotion coming from these two. And nobody saw what was coming. And that's why you got the shock. I haven't heard a crowd that silent since WrestleMania 30. We saw Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. I don't think I've seen that kind of emotion from fans since WrestleMania 30. And that's a completely different thing. I think that was more about just the shock and surprise because we never saw that coming. I never saw that coming last night, Bully. Never saw it coming. Fans last night were legitimately concerned for Edge. If this was 10, 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have been surprised if a fan would have jumped the guardrail to help Edge. That's one of my tiny little problems with the angle last night, but I'm not going to... I understand why something wasn't done because you needed to leave the spotlight on the both of them, but not one person coming to the aid of Edge. I mean, I get it. It's about them. It's their moment in time. I would have loved to have seen somebody try. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Famer who basically broke his neck, right? Mm Mm-hmm who's been away for nine years, and now, okay, he got caught with an RKO, but now it looked like Randy was going to re-break his neck, and we don't get anybody to try to help. That's a small disconnect for me, but I'm not going to harp on it because the moments and the story and the angle were so, so great. I agree with you. And when I turned my TV off, when that, you know, because... When they showed the the little logo in the right hand corner, you knew Monday Night Raw was signing off. It's like, oh my God, what are you what are you doing? Like, you know, they already overran already. I'm like, what? You know, because Orton's still in the ring and he's looking at Edge, and I'm like, you, I I literally like sat and stared at the TV for five minutes when that said I turned the TV off and I was just staring at my TV I couldn't sleep last night because of all the emotions that was going through and I wasn't thinking about oh my god this is going to be a great topic with Bully tomorrow I'm just like I'm, I'm processing what I just witnessed it it brought me back to a different time now I think newer fans to pro wrestling that love the the backstage politics and wondering like everything that goes on outside the ring and don't really focus what goes on inside the ring. Now they're getting a taste bully of how you and I fell in love with pro wrestling because it's segments and moments like last night, why I became a pro wrestling fan to begin with.
And I'm sure everybody who was leaving that arena last night did not have a smile on their face. You know how that's been the mantra for the WWE is we want people to leave with smiles on their faces. I don't think anybody left last night with a smile on their face. They were pissed. They were angry. They were emotional. They were sad. And they were ready to buy a ticket whenever those two get in the ring together, which most likely would be WrestleMania 36. Uh, I've professed on this show many times the art of storytelling and how important storytelling is in pro wrestling and how storytelling will always trump moves or spot fests or spots, stuff like that. Last night you got a move in the RKO and that one move told you everything you needed to know about the story. Um, that, That kind of emotional investment... When you watch a spot fest match, the only emotion you get is the emotion of popping. Yay, woo, wow, whoa, ah. Last night, you got a range of emotions. You got happy. You got sad. You got fear. You got terror. I mean, in that 10, 15-minute segment, they ran the gamut of emotion. So when people were walking out of there, they probably felt emotionally blown up because of the roller coaster ride that those two guys just took them on. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. What better way to bring it to a boil, as you like to say, than going back to the Busted Open Nation? Let's go. All right, let's go out to our good friend Matt in Connecticut. Matt, what's going on? Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good morning. Hello, Dave. I'm taking him. He's coming here tomorrow, oh. Wednesday, to Stamford, Connecticut, on the bump, 10 a.m. Eastern, on all WWE social platforms, on the WWE Network. Can't wait to have Bully right here in Stamford, Connecticut. Ah, my good friend, Matt Camp. <laughs> Matt, my favorite great, host great of Busted Open. So happy. How are you, my, my friend? My favorite co-host of all time, uh, the best show, the Bully Ray show. I tuned in. Uh, I cannot believe it's not everywhere. It was trending on wrestling oh. Twitter, um, and I expect it to be a regular thing. I expect a nine-figure contract to be coming your way. Whoa, wait a, a second. The- wait a second, Camp. All right, first of all, all right, you know what? I, nobody else wanted it. Everybody fought me tooth and nail, and I was like, I want Matt Camp on Busted Open. I believe in the gentleman. I get you the spot on Busted Open. You turncoat, you left, and now you want to bring Bully, my Hall of Fame co-host, with you. I'm just, hey, look, look, Dave, the rub is a good thing. It's not a bad thing to rub, get. You and, know what? Rub uh, this, pal. All right? Rub this. <laughs> it's a morning Matt. show, Dave. I mean, have a little decor. Well, that's when you rub in the mornings. <laughs> A little rub. <laughs> Matt, I apologize that my co-host over here is so rude to you. I'm looking, I'm looking so forward to appearing with you live tomorrow on WWE's The Bump. 
Me and you versus La Greca and Dreamer not head only, to head. Not only it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great to see you. It's gonna show. be like old times when we used to have fun on the show. Head. It's unbelievable. And, no. I, and I'm so, and I and I apologize for the rudeness. Not only are you going on a competition, but you're going on at the same time. <laughs> look, look. You can have it on. Matt Camp, let, Matt, let me, let, first of all, I know now they love you there. Listen, God bless. I was the first person to congratulate you when you went to the sure. other side. That's not to, true. No, that's I was, true. I was that's the first true. one. Yeah, no, no, you were second. I was the first one. Ten seconds after the news broke, the first thing I did. Now, maybe you were because it takes me a long time with my thumb to send out a text message. But I sent out a text message to Matt. I congratulated him. I said, great. And then I hear Matt text me back and says, yeah, they want me to do this show, and it's going to be fantastic. Oh, I'm going to do a pro wrestling talk show where we talk about things. And all of a sudden, he starts describing the show, and I'm like, wait a second. That's busted open. And then he tells me, yeah, they gave me any time I want to do the show. I can do the show anytime. So I'm thinking, all right, great. Matt's going to go for noon, one, three, maybe a show after dinner. Who knows? What did he decide? No. 7 a.m.? No. What does he do? 10 a.m. 10 a- Direct competition with this show. First of all, you're wrong. There was not an anytime thing. It had nothing to do with you. And the wonderful thing about our program, while it reaches a global audience, is that while it is on live every Wednesday global. on all global. WWE social platforms and the WWE Network at 10 a.m. Eastern, you can also watch it whenever you want, on demand, which is how many people take in the show. We love them to watch it whenever they want. I know some of the Busted Open Nation, I got tweets about this, that they'll have us on. They'll be listening to you guys. When Dave comes on, they mute him. They go back to me. When Bully's on and he's talking or Mark Henry's on, they put the volume back up for him. It's the right way to spend your Wednesday morning. And tomorrow... Dave, nobody has to make a choice, although they'll be making the right choice if they want to see Bully live with me and our cast here in Stanford, Connecticut for the bump. 10 a.m. Eastern, by the way, Wednesday uh, on the WWE Network and all of our WWE social platforms. Listen, I know for a fact that when I do my show with Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, House of Hardcore, Matt, another turncoat situation when it comes to you. But anyway, I digress for a second. I'll call a bull. Hey, what would you think of the show? He goes, oh, guess what Matt talked about on the dump today at 10. I'm like, wait a second. You're listening to Matt Camp? What? What's what? It's called the bump. Oh, I thought. Okay, it, I'm sorry. I thought. It, I'm, I'm sorry. I was. I was reading some of the reviews. I could have sworn they called it the dump. No, no, no. It's not. It's not your 12:15 plan, Dave. It's called the bump. That's what it's called. When are you gonna have me a guest on the show? Listen, uh, we're gonna work on that. There's a long <laughs> list. We had. We, we had Todd Pettengill on Watch Along on Sunday night. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stories there from him. I'm sure you would appreciate that. Um, yeah, I was a big see. fan of PLJ back in the day. Big fan. We talked yeah. about all about that and giving away a house and Alexa Express and all those fun things. And did you get your free gift from Coliseum Home Video? And uh, he had a great time. He's in Texas now, by the way. So we had him down there. Nice. Whenever we are local, Dave, whenever mm-hmm. we are in the shadows of uh, New York, we can bring you on at some point. 
Oh, the shadow. You can see, you just know how to get under my skin, don't you, Camp? <laughs> you just love making digs, don't you, pal? Oh, you're up Listen, there in your ivory tower in Connecticut, looking down on me, saying, there's LaGreca. Let me poke fun at LaGreca. Oh, he gave me the opportunity, but let me make fun of him with all your highfalutin friends in Stanford, Connecticut. Dave, have you taken uh, ref bookings for Tampa yet? What's the fee? What are we working at right now? Well, you know what? You were my pitch man for that, but then, you know, you quit on me with that, too. Uh, man, for the I record, gotta... I believe you ref the match with Robert Stone, who was at the Royal Rumble two days ago. Yeah, I know. So are you going to take credit for that as well? Yeah, because everything I touch goes to Connecticut. It's not a bad place to be, and it's not even uh, in the shadows of New York. It's yeah. not even New Jersey. I escaped that hellhole, yeah. too. You know what, though, pal? You're the one that's stuck in Connecticut every day for 90 minutes. It's a wonderful place to be. Yeah, I'm traffic, to be pal. Here. I'm talking about 995 and traffic. I made it. No problem. I leave my house in Pennsylvania. Bully knows what it's like. It's a great place to be. It's going to be a great place to be, especially when he's here tomorrow on the bump. Yeah, you know. I'm you know. so excited. Yeah, of course I you can't are. wait to see you, Matt. Of course you are. Maddie and I, back together to... again. Oh, wonderful. It, I'll tell you what, I don't think we've done a show together since Labor Day of last year. So yeah, it's right a here. long time. I, I, I remember that show. That was one of my favorite shows yeah. that I did with you. Fond, fond memories. You know what? Okay. Bully's going to go there tomorrow. The whole staff will greet him at the door, give him champagne cocktails as he's waiting in the lobby to talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Champagne cocktail. Mr. Mr. Bully Ray, can I give you a champagne cocktail while you're waiting Listen, for Mr. Camp? Listen, I'll tell Camp? you right now. The green room is right next to my, uh, my, where I sit at my desk. He will have breakfast, whatever he wants. I prom- And this is, not, this is a 100% fact. Whatever you want for breakfast, they will take care of it for you. You have your own area to prepare for the show. Whatever you need will be taken care of. We treat our guests at the highest possible level here on the bump. I know. This is, every, every, diff- this is going to be different for me because normally LaGreca gets my breakfast for me in yeah, the morning. Yeah, so. whatever, pal. Listen, I'm surprised, Matt, that you remembered how to dial a phone because I'm sure they have somebody that does that for you too over there in Connecticut. Look, listen, I'm a man of the people here, Dave. I'm, I'm still out there. I was uh, amongst the people uh, on Sunday, on Saturday at Worlds Collide, on Sunday for Royal Rumble. Uh, I am still a man of the people communicating with them. I actually had to know to use my Twitter, unlike you and social media. So I I know how this all works. Yeah. You know what? Ah, I was the one that bought into your fantasy picks. I'm still old money. It worked out beautifully. I'm still in debt from your fantasy picks. I, I hope, love you. I, I, I love it. You, Matt Camp, you so call in. Let me promote the dump for tomorrow, Bully Ray, 10 a.m. And then, you know, Scott Stanford calls in. I say, Scott, maybe you can give me a tour of the facilities. Oh, yeah, LaGreca. And then I don't hear from them. I don't hear from you for months. Oh, they love it when they're using you. They love it when they're using you. But as soon as they make it, as soon as they get their title, then all of a sudden they forget about you. That's all right. I'm happy here. I'm happy here with Alex and Gabby. They're my friends. They're my true friends. And Mark and Tommy, (laughs) too. And Mark and Tommy, too. I'm going to give you an offer here, Dave. You shut up for a second. We're on the road to WrestleMania right now, and there are some shows in your area coming up. We're in Brooklyn. We're at Madison Square Garden. Uh, There's a certain show coming up in Philadelphia on a Sunday night called Mm -hmm. Elimination Chamber. And if you want to buy a ticket to any of those shows, we will make sure that you uh, have a great time and great experience 
uh, here at WW. Any of our live events, our, our Raw, our SmackDown, and, of course, uh, everything we have coming up, you will have an absolutely wonderful time. I, I hope you attend one of our shows coming up. You know what, Matt? Just like everybody else, there, you forget the E. You all say WW, and then you forget the E. It's WWE. And no, I'm WWE. not buying it. I'm not buying a ticket. All no, right? you'll probably tweet somebody for a free T-shirt like you always do. Matt Camp. Matt, enjoy having Bully on. Uh, to, on the show tomorrow. Enjoy to have fun Bully. with your champagne cocktails and all your highfalutin friends. You know, Dave, you could have gotten invited on sometime, but you're just ruining this. I'm yeah. sure the smart people that's are listening right. out there. That's all right. And, and maybe maybe there could have been a groundswell to have They're not that Bully, smart. They chose you instead of me. How smart that's are right. they? That's right, baby. They are geniuses. And, Bully, we are smart for having you on tomorrow, and we can't wait to all have right. you I'll talk to you in six phone. months when the show gets canceled, pal. Whoa, easy. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Bully. Thanks, guys. See you, Maddie. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. So so let's let, let uh, let's take a look at the two possibilities. All right. All right uh, I, please. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. No, I mean, uh, there was two. One, you mentioned that Charlotte never uttered the word Women's Royal Rumble. She never said it. And we know that with NXT, they're now calling it the NXT Championship. You actually brought up a great scenario in that Impact is doing big things with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan, and Tessa Blanchard being your Impact World Champion. Could they go that route with Charlotte? You also mentioned, too, Bully, going into past shows about how, you know what? She said she needs to be challenged. Maybe going after a men's championship is the next best thing for Charlotte. Now, there is the obvious with Becky Lynch. Very obvious. Becky brought up Charlotte in her promo last night. And Becky also brought up in her promo last night that if she does face Charlotte, it would be the last time. So they could always put that tag like, for the last time, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. But going by what you said also, and the fact that Charlotte did not name a championship is there any way, any way at all, Bully, that she goes after Rhea Ripley and the NXT Championship? Like I said earlier in the show, I'm not quite sure why Charlotte would do that. Like, what's the motivation? The story would have to play out. I can tell you in real time why it might be a good idea, and it has to do with ratings. Right now, on Wednesday nights, it's pretty definitive that AEW is out in front. And they're out in front by about 200,000 viewers every Wednesday night. And if we had to say, at this moment, AEW would kind of be winning the war, so to speak, right? Yes. So if Charlotte did not differentiate what championship she was going to go for, maybe she will show up on NXT in a hopes to boost ratings and have her face-to-face with Rhea Ripley. I talked about the face-to-face moments and how you make stars. Did you see on Monday Night Raw how they they gave us an isolated moment of Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar standing Mm face-to-face? Boom, you'll never forget that. And in turn, that makes Keith Lee a star. What if Charlotte Flair were to show up on Wednesday night on NXT? What if she was to say that I'm going to challenge for the NXT 
championship? What if she is face-to-face with Rhea Ripley? Lord knows Rhea Ripley could benefit from being in the ring with somebody like Charlotte Flair. Now we don't have a scenario where Charlotte is working up to somebody else's level. Charlotte now has to make Rhea Ripley work up to her level. And if they want Rhea Ripley to be the superstar that she potentially can be, you need to be in the ring with a Charlotte Flair. And just from a stature point of view... Charlotte and Rhea Ripley in the same shot, looking eye-to-eye, face-to-face, boom, start printing money. Bully, what you just said is genius for a lot of different reasons, and you just threw out a couple. One, the ratings war with AEW. This is going to make you want to tune into NXT because this is Charlotte Flair. This is somebody who I said is the best women's wrestler. Hell, if I had to make a list of the top five WWE wrestlers, Charlotte Flair is on that very, very short list. And now you're going to put her on NXT and she's going to challenge Rhea Ripley? Then you also said something that is genius as well. The face-off between Rhea and Charlotte. I mean, that is one hell of a face-off. That's something that you have a video package. Hell, the face-off between Rhea and Charlotte's a T-shirt that I would probably buy. And then third thing, and something you haven't mentioned, but it leads up to it. What is that match, and where does that match take place? It takes place at WrestleMania. So now you're guaranteed to have an NXT champion trying to defend that championship at WrestleMania 36. What does that do? That makes NXT a legitimate brand that stands up with SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Boom. And one appearance by Charlotte on a Wednesday. And it's such a twofold thing because Charlotte is a former NXT. I'm not, we're not going to say women's champion anymore. We're just going to call it former NXT world champion. She, if she were to show up on NXT and challenge for that championship, it gives instant credibility to the championship once again. And it gives Rhea Ripley an incredible rub. Um, just like I said, the stature alone, the face-off alone um, will be worth uh, worth the money. You know the fans in the uh, at Full Sail will go, be going absolutely apeshit for that. And there's a lot of great... St- I don't think the story is convoluted or complicated. This is about one thing, the best woman's wrestler out there. Boom, done, end of story. NXT is a wrestler's wrestling company it's all about the wrestling so let's get in there let's cut some promos and let's fight now we saw at survivor series the the leak the the leak the week leading in and the week coming out that nxt beat aew in the ratings so i'm i'm sure the wwe is looking at it and i said imagine if they had a storyline that led to wrestlemania listen i mean that that could be that could be something that would take NXT to another level. Bully, last week uh Sam Roberts was in studio um and we were talking about the lead in to the Royal Rumble and that there wasn't a lot of juice to the Royal Rumble. And I was complaining and bitching about the lack of an NXT presence at the Rumble, at least on the men's side, because there wasn't anyone confirmed and there was just a couple of slots left. Now, obviously, the women's uh, Royal Rumble was dominated by NXT, but we didn't know that until the night of the Royal Rumble. And Sam said something that's very interesting, and I want to throw it back to you in regards to this potential story. 
Sam said that NXT is kind of that rogue brand for the WWE. It's not Raw. It's not SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown are the mainstream brands. But NXT has got to be that rebel brand. You don't want NXT messing around too much with Raw or SmackDown because then if they're regarded in the same way as SmackDown and Raw, they're no longer that rebel brand. And then that that key demographic that watches NXT or that the WWE hopes tunes into NXT is now going to be lost because it's going to be looked at as just like those other shows. Do you believe what Sam said? And if you do, do you believe that a storyline with Charlotte leading to WrestleMania could hurt that perception of NXT? I understand what Sam is talking about. Um, Coming from a rogue rebel brand myself, I totally get it. NXT is its... You know, they're the they're the the cure for your Raw or SmackDown blues if you suffer from them because NXT gives us a lot of great straight up pro wrestling with some strong storylines that make sense. If Charlotte Flair shows up in NXT, what kind of reception does she get? She gets booed. No pop. I don't think so. Well, uh, listen, I think at I think at first she might get a pop because there's the surprise. You know that when there's ever a surprise, you get that pop. But as soon as Rhea Ripley's name goes through her lips, any other time you see Charlotte, she'll be booed. If people are pissed off, or at least the vocal minority who dislike Charlotte on social media, if they are pissed off that Charlotte won the Rumble and they feel that Charlotte is a constant force feed how do you think the smarter wrestling fan at full sale and nxt wrestling fan is going to feel about charlotte (laughs) they're gonna rebel yep and you're right she might get the superstar pop when she first shows up because she helped build that 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 place and there's your story she was one of the original four horsewomen and you know the wrestling that she did there and former champion yada yada and that's all legit incredible but the minute Rhea's out there, because Rhea is their girl right now. Yes. Rhea is the NXT fans wrestler. Rhea is who we want. Charlotte, we don't want you anymore. You're on Raw and SmackDown. So it's going to make Rhea Ripley a star. And th- you know what? It's funny. Over the past two days, Dave, uh, people watched the video that we released here from on Busted Open on social media about me and you talking about how, you know, Brock really made Drew and Brock made Keith mm-hmm. Lee. People are chiming in going, no, Keith Lee made himself and, and Drew made himself. They didn't need Brock. And I saw, I'd say probably two dozen of those tweets, two dozen schmucks who just don't get it. Everybody needs somebody in the professional wrestling business. Case in point, Austin needed McMahon. Otherwise, Austin only gets to a certain level. Luke Skywalker needed Darth Vader. Otherwise, he's just a whiny bitch from Tatooine. You get it? Yeah, I sure do. Everybody needs somebody, and Rhea Ripley can benefit from somebody like Charlotte Flair. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.